Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. This is a proud production of ITM Media. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here, bringing you another episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you for... For one, for being patient with everything that's been going on here at the Beamer household, moving, closing within a week now. We're clear to close, and so now we're in the process of packing up and moving to a new house here coming up soon. So thank you for that. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving, although it being a little belated here. I just hope everyone had a good time with their friends and family, wherever you were during this Thanksgiving holiday Really hope it was a good one for you and your family and friends. Just wanted to give a quick update. Preston's not here today. He's still recovering from surgery. He did text me. He said he's at home recovering, doing well. According to the doctors, the surgery was successful, and now I can continue to recover at home for the next few weeks, and hopefully that helped out with the problem. That is a direct quote from Preston in in stating how he's doing. So he gave me a call, actually. He gave me a call. After the surgery he's done, he was pretty sedated, but he wanted to just let me know he was okay, and that was very nice of him. So continue to keep his family and him in your thoughts and prayers as we continue on and he continues to recover, I should say, from the surgery. And Charlie's less than a week now away from graduating drill sergeant school. So so hopefully everyone will be here during the holiday special and Christmas special that we have every year recapping the season and 
taking a break till February, till Speed Weeks, getting ready for season four of Rambling About Racing. Can't wait to bring you guys that. Hopefully, we'll have a lot more guests. Not that we had we had great guests this year, but hopefully, we can have more great guests and great content for you guys coming up here next season. So, thanks again for joining us, whether you're on the Unhinged Sports Network, your regular podcast platform. We really do appreciate the support and, again, appreciate the patience. Only one race this weekend and only one race to go in the Formula One season coming up here in Abu Dhabi. If you guys missed a Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, you missed a good one. Go on YouTube and look up the highlights because it was just chock full of drama and excitement from the drop from the lights out. I almost said dropping the green flag. From lights out all the way to the checkered flag, Lewis Hamilton winning again, doing everything he needs to do in order to secure championship number eight for his career, a very impressive career. I don't think anybody's going to beat those numbers, and if they do, it's going to take a long time for someone to beat those numbers. But it was a great race. It really was. It just back and forth with Verstappen and Hamilton, a couple red flags, an interesting turn of events there, a few penalties handed out, although I don't think deserving, but I'm not a FIA official, so I have no say in the game whatsoever. So make sure to go check it out on YouTube. The highlights of that race, if you didn't catch it already, it's well worth the few minutes of your time to go check that out. Lewis Hamilton, as I said, won, tied with Max Verstappen as far as points going into the final race at Abu Dhabi. You couldn't have scripted this any better. Going into the final race pretty much at a dead heat, whoever finishes ahead of the other is the champion. And I don't know about you guys, but I want to say, I, I hope this isn't the case, but I can't put it past Mercedes or Red Bull to have Valtteri Botas or Sergio Perez play a role in this. I hope not. I hope it's mano e mano Verstappen versus Hamilton to decide the champion of 2021 for the Formula One World Championship. But I wouldn't put it past either of them to use their teammates in order to gain an advantage. Should be interesting. That race is going to be Sunday, December 12th at 8 a.m., so make sure to set your DVRs. If you go to church, go to church, come back, and watch the race. It should be a very exciting one. I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a great weekend of racing. And first practice starts in December 10th, so here in a couple days, actually, from the release of this. So really looking forward to that race. I'm hoping Max Verstappen brings it home, but you can't count out Lewis Hamilton. You never have, but because you got to give credit where credit's due, and if Lewis Hamilton is a seven-time champion, which he is, he's definitely going to want the eighth, and who knows what the future will hold for him. But it should be an exciting race nonetheless. Make sure to check that out, and we'll talk about that with the guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR Podcast in next week's episode. So make sure to tune in for that. But this week, we got a very special episode. We got Ethan joining us from Quick Pit Podcast. It's another NASCAR podcast started up there with him and I believe his name is Connor, but I don't think Connor will be joining us today. So we're going to get the chance to get to know them a little more. I, I had the opportunity to be on their podcast, so make sure to go check that out. Links and descriptions will be in the podcast descriptions below. So make sure to go check that out and make sure to go give you guys like they're very knowledgeable in what they do. They're just starting out, but they you can tell they have a passion for NASCAR and they just like talking racing, just like we do here at Ramblin' Route Racing. So we're going to go ahead and hop into our talk with Ethan from Quick Pick Podcast. 
Folks, before we continue on with the episode, wanted to remind everyone out there about our online store at Teespring and Bonfire. There you can find the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, beer mugs, you name it, we have it. If we don't have it, we'll make it up for you. Special order, just so you can have it in time for the holiday season of Christmas. If you just head over to our website, ramblingaboutracing.com, under the stores tab, you'll find the link to the Teespring. But if you also look in the podcast description below, you'll see links to both Teespring and Bonfire stores. And if you order between now till the end of December in honor of season three wrapping up, you will get 30% off your order using discount code CHRISTMAS. Yes, 30% off in honor of season three. So head on over to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles or bonfire slash rambling about racing. Again, 30% off using discount code Christmas till the end of December. Back here on Rambling About Racing here now joined with by Ethan from the Quick Pit Podcast. Ethan, how's it going, man? Thanks for taking the time to be a part of our show here tonight. Thanks for having me on. It's going great. Uh, just finished recording my interview with you. Um, yeah. So now we're now we're switching sides. Uh, but but yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. Well, first of all, man, uh, where, where are you guys from? I know there's two of you. There's you and I believe his name is Connor. Yes. Uh, where, where are you guys located? Uh, we are in southern Pennsylvania, so our home track is Pocono Raceway. Oh, I, I guess love, technically Dover is probably technically okay. closer, but Pocono is in our home state. Yeah. So I think that is more what counts as our home track. So we're in that area, not quite the racing hotspot, although I've heard, I, I know the dirt track scene is, is pretty pretty popular. The sprint car scene is pretty popular west of here, but we're not too close to any of those tracks. So, uh, mostly, mostly just NASCAR around here. Yeah. I've been to Pocono a number of times. My wife and I used to live in New York and it was so much fun because we, I'd get tickets all the time through the military outreach there at Pocono to go to the races there, NASCAR, Indy, a lot of fun memories there. I've had nothing but great times with the Pocono raceway. Can't wait to go back one day. That's awesome, man. So tell us a little bit. Well, we'll go ahead. This past summer, we were we were there for the doubleheader, which was just phenomenal. I'm so upset that they took that off the schedule. And I should mention that we, over the last couple months, we have had kind of sort of a third host who comes on regularly. He's kind of our, our backup fill-in guy, but he, he's in Romania. So pretty yeah. cool to have a, a foreign NASCAR fan. Wow, so. nice. Shout out to him. Uh, his name is Eric. He's been on. He's been on the last couple episodes. Okay. So pretty cool. All right. So Eric from Romania and Connor and Ethan from Pennsylvania. That's awesome, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, we have three hosts on our show as well. Um, unfortunately, everybody heard on the top of the show. Preston is uh, we're doing fine from his heart surgery, and Charlie's about a week or so away from graduating. Graduating from the drill starting school there for Jackson. So hope we have them both back on right in time to wrap up our season into the off season. But 
that's awesome to hear. So tell tell me how how you and Connor, I'm taking it you and Connor came up with the idea of Quick Pit. Tell us how that started. Uh, well, Quick Pit was like the fifth or sixth name that we tried. The first the first five or so were all taken. So it wasn't our favorite name, but it, it works. It's easy to say, right? But it, it started, we started during COVID basically, where we were just bored out of our minds. And it was right after NASCAR came back. And I will say that COVID kind of revived my NASCAR fandom and that I had not paid much attention to it over since really since Jeff Gordon uh, retired. Uh, that was my favorite driver growing up. But after he retired, I kind of sort of lost interest, didn't pay much attention. But when, when COVID happened and it was the only thing on, I, I really got back into it. And so figured we might as well do it to, to pass some time and, and get all our, our ranting out, I guess. Yeah, I, I like the idea of ranting because I wish Preston was here because he could tell you a thing or two about rants. He's our rancher on our show. So you, you guys have had 72 episodes up to this point. What's been the most difficult part about starting a podcast? I mean, you just kind of, like you said, you got just got back into NASCAR when COVID happened. You have to play a little catch-up there based on what I'm understanding, a few years of catch-up there. What was the toughest part about getting back into it? For NASCAR, it was finding someone to root for, honestly. That was difficult. And I still don't have good driver to root for. I, I really love Michael McDowell. I think he's a, a, an awesome guy and it was amazing to see him win the 500 this year, but he's not up there competing for wins. So it's like, I kind of root for Ellie. I kind of root for, for like Redick and guys like that, but it's, it's been hard finding the same energy I have for a driver that I did for Jeff Gordon. Uh, and I think, Connor, Connor is a Bowman fan and, and he was a junior fan. So he hasn't had problems with that. And then as for the podcast, it's been, it took us like four months to realize that we should do social media and have a consistent upload schedule. So that looking back on it, we should have started with that way sooner. So, well, yeah, and, and hindsight is always 2020, but I do feel your pain. I used to be a Michael Walker fan. So the only times I would be excited was the Daytona and Talladega back in the day. Because he, he wouldn't do well anywhere else but those tracks. But I feel you, Pam. But uh, funny thing, I don't know if you, if you know this. Back in our Daytona episode, uh, Preston picked Michael McDowell to win. And when I was at the race, I was blown away by the fact that he got it. It's like I wanted to call him up and ask him for lottery numbers that day. I, I made some money off of that one. The nice. Connor does not like McDowell, and he consistently bets against him. And he chooses the race that McDowell does well to, to bet against him. So that, that doesn't hurt my McDowell fandom. But as I'm sure you guys know, with a, a small podcast like ours, it's really difficult to grow, to grow a listener base. No, it is. I mean, we only have like 40 solid listeners on a given week uh, consistently, yeah. you know, if that. But, you know, I do the show because I love racing. I do the show because Preston and I both love, whether it's NASCAR, Formula One, Indy, we love auto racing. And I don't know, it's just something that when it bites you, the bug bites you, it bites you. So the best advice that I've gotten about that was from my uncle, who's, who's an avid listener of the show. I'm sure he'll be listening this week is that do it for you. And if you have a passion for it, keep pushing at it. You, I just I feel like if you're a race fan and you discover my show, your show, then you're going to listen to it because you just want to hear different perspectives. And you guys have some different opinions, and we do. And that's fine, but that's the whole point of the show, these collaborations. You could get together and go, 
well, let's talk about this and, and make it fun. You know, it's not personal, but it's just fun. You know, it's just talk, fun talking racing, man. But you guys are doing, you guys have a great show and consistent too. I mean, 70 episodes already, you guys are getting up there in numbers. I don't think we've intentionally or accidentally missed an episode since about a year ago. We've had breaks scheduled like around holidays and stuff, but right. I am proud of how consistent we've been able to be despite as, as we're in school right now dealing with sports and other stuff like that. Sometimes it is difficult to, to get that stuff in. And, and like you said, it's, and like I said on, on my interview with you on, on my show, uh, it, it is more important to just have a place to talk and, and to yeah. just talk about racing instead of really caring about the, uh, the, the money side or the listener side. And I think for me, what makes that most evident is when, when Martinsville happened this fall and all the stuff that happened with that, when that race was over. I was thinking, I can't wait to talk with Connor about this because he's a Bowman fan and he's going to go off on this. And it's just going to be an awesome episode. Right. And, and not, Carrying it all, oh, oh, how much did our last episode get? Right, because if I, I've, I've found if you get caught up on the numbers, you're not going to have fun. It's going to become more of a job. Whereas pe- if people like your show, they're going to share it. They're going to enjoy it. They'll follow you and make sure to subscribe to your podcast. And if they do, great. If not, oh, well, you know, it's not the end of the world if somebody doesn't listen to my show. Because I know there's going to be 40 people out there that expect it. And take the time to listen to it. So I really do appreciate that. So what would you say is your best interview that you've had on the show in your 70 episodes? What, what would you say? Actually, we'll, we'll broaden the question instead of interview. What has you been your best episode to date that you've had the most fun with? Well, the first interview we got, the first driver we got that one, like the quality of the interview was not great. I, we were both, brand new to doing it and we definitely it's hard to listen to that one uh, just because of you know the the skill we didn't have uh, we didn't have any practice doing it but like the excitement we had doing that and that was with uh, Bailey Curry that was awesome Get, like planning for that and getting ready for that but I think my favorite episode has got to be when we talked to Alan Bestwick because like he's such an icon he's such a, a cool guy it was a it was a genuine interview. Like you can sometimes tell when they're not, not discouraged, but just not quite as into it. But he was into the interview. It was a great discussion. We we talked for like 35 minutes. I think it was the longest interview we've ever done. And then that was also the week of all the chaos at Indianapolis. So we had great discussion in the segments before that interview, talking about all the stuff that went on at at Indy and, and a great new winner exciting underdog winner and, and all the chaos that happened there. So that's got to be up there in, in terms of of our favorite episodes. Yeah, it's one of my favorite from you guys as well. That and I just really enjoy Alan Bestwick. So kudos to you for getting him from one and two. A great episode with that one. Make sure you guys go check that out. Ethan and Connor know what they're talking about. They have fun doing it. You can tell, and you can tell it's fun for you guys. And you can tell that you have a passion for it. And I'm like you. Uh, back in 2009, 2010, about the time I crazy enough that I met my girlfriend, now wife, I got away from the sport. And it wasn't until 2012 when Trevor Bain won the Daytona 500 that I've rediscovered it. And then crazy enough, uh, went up to Pocono, went to my first race in years there. And Dale Jr. won. 
and that I really got back to, there's the passion that I forgot all about. But you guys seem to have fun. So I got to know, how did you, have you and Connor known each other for a while, or how do you guys meet? We've known each other since, I, I think, like middle school, probably. Okay. So, so like five or six years at this point. So, you know, I didn't even really know he was a NASCAR fan until about, until COVID, until right around we started the, the podcast, really, where, you know, we, we were talking, he mentioned something about the Darlington race or something about Alex Bowman. You know what it was? He was telling me about, about Bowman's win at Auto Club last year. And how he just dominated the race and how excited he was because it was one of Bowman's first wins. And I was like, you know, I'm getting back into this too. And I didn't really know until now that you were a big fan. And to be honest, I think the first four months or so of the podcast weren't great. But over that time, really, we both started getting into it way more than we ever had been before. And so, and of course we already had the the camaraderie that made it easy to have 30 minute long discussions, you know? And and so that definitely helped. Yeah. It always helps when you have a flow, like Preston and I have a good flow, Charlie. It's a bummer that you couldn't talk to these guys today due to unfortunate circumstances. But you know, I, I dare say before the start of the 2022 season, we could get together and break down what do we expect from the season? And I think that'd be a fun episode now have, a, have like a, a five person preview podcast. Yeah, which is tough to do. We we did it once with uh, two podcasts. We had a mid season review with blind spotting and fast lap, and that was kind of chaotic. And I kind of regret doing that. It was a good episode, but I felt like with eight people talking, it was oh careful. It, let's just say herding cats was the the topic. It was the feel of that show. I feel. So I, I got a quick, a few quick fire questions here, and and we're gonna just get your opinion on them because I don't think I've ever heard you, at least on the episodes I've listened to with you guys, haven't heard them. Who? Awesome. Okay, and th- this one's kind of a opinion based question, but I, I like to ask it because I, Preston, if he were here, would know my answer. Who was the worst figurehead in NASCAR right now? There's kind of Steve Phelps, who will pick as option A, or is it Brian France? Well, I will say that. I well, I guess I did follow it during when when, Fran, when did France resign? Was it like it was 2016, 2017? It was after the Chase Elliott first win. Can't tell you the exact date. Date off. Okay, so most of his bad dealings, I guess, would have happened either when I wasn't following or didn't really care about. I, all I cared about that at that point was just. Where was Jeff Gordon, really? And so um, I would definitely say just from recency bias and, and only really want, knowing the, the Steve Phelps regime, I guess, but the direction that he's trying to take the sport is just, it seems so bad and, and nearsighted that I, I have to pick Phelps. I'd have to agree with, I don't know, I'm not going to agree with you there. I'm going to say I, you weren't around, I guess, during the Brian France era when he took over in 2003 and to start of, he got rid of Winston. He did a lot of things that it wasn't nearsighted. It was just a broad ripple effect that turned into a tsunami, I felt. It was it was just horrible times. But, I, okay, but I, you know, I've, I've been hearing rambles about, 
you know, Steve Phelps this, Steve Phelps that. And I think in our last episode, we talked about Steve Phelps a lot. Like, what the heck is going on here? But I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Okay, question two, quick fire question two. Seven, seven road courses on the schedule. Too much or just the right amount for NASCAR? I think that's probably one or two too much. Right. And yep. I, I have shared this multiple times uh, on the, the Quick Pit podcast that I think that they should keep the Roval, the Glen, and Sonoma, and yep. then have and, – and maybe Road America. Like, keep those four, and then every year go to one or two different ones and just rotate it. So some years you go to Daytona. Some years you can go out to Portland like they're trying, or you could go to – the Indy road course or, or mid Ohio, or, or you could even try somewhere like road Atlanta or, or a VIR or something somewhere cool like that. And then you can really broaden your spectrum because there's so many good road courses in this country. And also in the countries around us, you could go to Mexico at the track that they race formula one that they used to do Xfinity races at and same for Montreal. Then you get, you can expand your fan base by doing that. I like that answer. For for some reason, I never thought of the international option, and I know NASCAR used to do that. For some reason, I just kept it strictly within the borders of the United States. But I like that answer, Ethan. I like it a lot. Final question here, and, and this is going to, I think, be the big one. You can only bring one track back. Which would it be? Chicagoland, Rockingham, or North Wilkesboro for a cup race? Okay, so Wilkesboro has the the nostalgic option. Yep. Right. Chicagoland, as good as it was the last couple of years, I would say historically has not had great racing. And I think the reason why that track was good the last few years was because its surface was wearing out, right? And and if you look at say Atlanta or, or somewhere like that, where for, for old Atlanta, at least the story used to be, Oh, it's a worn out surface. And within a few years it progressed into, okay, we really need to repave this. This is too worn out. Right. So I think Chicagoland would have had maybe one or two more, maybe probably up to five at most good races left before it got too aged. And then they'd have to repave it and it would have raced terrible. So Chicagoland is out of the question. Also, sorry, this is not quick fire for me. <laughs> Um, you know, it's not really quick fire. I, I, it was more of a hip pocket question. Let's just say that a shot in the dark, let's say. Yeah. But I think in light of the recent news with what's the, the money going to these old tracks in, in North Carolina, I went back and watched the last race at, at Rockingham. And as much as North Wilkesboro sounds really cool. And, and believe me, if I could, if you would let me pick two, I'd take, Wilkesboro and Rockingham, but if I had to pick one, I think Rockingham just makes, it's just quintessential NASCAR. And it's like, it's, it's hard to drive. There's tire wear. It's unique. It's not, and I'm not saying North Wilkesboro isn't unique, but there's no other track that's like Rockingham and that it has banking and a weird shape and such. And and the fans and the, the region, I think I would almost prefer to see Rockingham. It, I think the one right now in real life that I'm rooting to succeed most is Rockingham, but they got to have the tire wear back for that to happen. Yeah, and I, I would have to agree with you there. No matter as much as I would like to see North Wilkesboro back on the schedule, Keeping at the truck series level, maybe the Xfinity series level, at most SR, at least SRX, having something there. But you know, I've never been to either of those or any three of those options. But I'd have to say Rockingham because it's somewhat closer to my house than the other options. Because my home track's Darlington, and 
I think that's the closest you're closest comparison you could get to Rockingham right now is to Darlington. Yeah. In a sense. If I could expand, I mean, and, and you kind of, you were like, you, you said that you use the reasoning that it's close to, to your home. And so if I can use that same thing, yeah, and, and this is an interesting bit of NASCAR history, the city of Reading, Pennsylvania is uh, close to us within an hour, right? And I discovered uh, on Racing Reference recently that there was actually a track there that hosted NASCAR races. It was one of the fairground speedways. I think it was a dirt track, but it hosted a couple cup races there in the fifties. And I think that would be, it'd be really cool to have a track within an hour of you. Right. So if I could just plop a track down there, that would, that would be really neat. All right. Okay. Last question here. I I like that answer, by the way, I really do. I like the I like the old history of NASCAR back in the fifties when it first started. What are you most looking forward to in the 20, for the 2022 season? Or actually, two more questions after this one. What are you looking, most looking forward to in the, for the 2022 season? I am looking forward to, to uh, just seeing how the teams handle it because we've all been predicting parity for, for a while since we've seen this, since this car has been announced. That's so kind of been talked about, like, this is going to close the gap. And then we saw it in that test at Charlotte a couple weeks ago where guys like BJ McLeod were in the top 10 in, in lap times and stuff. And I think the first couple, like, mile and a half races, those sorts of races are going to be so fascinating to watch because I think this is skewed by the fact that one of my favorite drivers is one of the little guys in, in Michael McDowell in front row motorsports. But I'm really excited to see what might happen with the little guys, at least the first couple of weeks, because we know Hendrick and Gibbs and Penske and Stuart Haas, they're going to figure things out. They're going to rise back to the top. But for a couple months, it's going to be really interesting to see that. So I would say that's that's one of the big things I'm looking forward to. All right. I like that. I like that answer. I, I think we're just a phrase we have on this show is we'll have to wait and see. And I think that's yeah. going to be the, the phrase for a lot of nascar podcast and racing shows throughout the 2022 season we'll just have to wait and see final question what was your most memorable part about the 2021 season well can i pick more than one yeah there's so many yeah there there were a lot but yeah you could pick however many you want well that that would also feel like a cop-out so i'll I'll pick a couple first of all there was i have to pick daytona and, and that was frustrating to sit and wait and wait and wait as the rain kept coming down. Oh, trust me. And I was there. You know, <laughs> I was there. Trust oh, me. Yeah. Did you stay the whole the whole time at the track? Or oh, did you like leave and come back? No, I stayed there at the track with the whole time. It, it was miserable, but worth it. That, that, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's worth it at the end. It was late. It was, uh, and it was just going on and on and it was boring. I think I started falling asleep halfway through. But then to be redeemed by my favorite driver at this point, winning the race, his first race, and even if he wasn't my favorite, I think that would still be a top moment because it's, it's an underdog winner, a well-liked driver. McDowell winning that and, and Connor's rage afterwards um, because he, he blasted McDowell before the season thought I was uh, way too um, – overhyping him for the year and, and lo and behold he makes the playoffs and then i would have to say the role the, the playoffs this year were the best i've ever seen between bristol the roval and martinsville those were some of the the best races i've ever watched and i think that whole sequence and all the drama and, and finally having some rivalries in nascar which we haven't really seen recently that was great to, to watch that whole story on 
very good answers. I was at Bristol and Martinsville. Didn't make the Royal but they were good races. I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching them just as a, a fan. It was great to be there for those really just drama-filled moments of what the playoffs were meant to do and meant to bring to the table. But, Ethan, uh, how about you uh, You give us a plug for your show, where you could, where we can find you on social media, and how we could how we could uh, listen to your show. Yeah, so we're on all all major platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, stuff like that. So you can find us on, on any of those. Just look up Quick Pit Podcast. It's all one word. We are on Twitter at pit underscore quick or just search up quick pit podcast once again all all one word i'm sure we'll both be promoting each other this week with with our respective shows oh yeah absolutely but, but then we do have a website but it's not really anything so i, I mean check it out if you want but it's not much well what's the um, website called it's uh quick pit podcast.wordpress.com okay uh, I, I sometimes write articles for there we do have an instagram but it's not really that big. So so mostly we do most of our promotion and such via our Twitter. We're, we're quite active on there. So I, I I point you, whoever is listening and wants to go check us out, go to our Twitter, check us out. That's where you'll see kind of what we do on a day-to-day basis. All right. Sounds good, man. Well, now I mean, this is a quick episode. This was a quick talk, but I feel like this is going to be the start of a good collaboration between us two. I always, like I said, I like talking to other racing podcasts, more so racing fans, whether it's at the track or here through the podcast, really do like it. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm going to leave you with uh, any uh, final words that you might have there. Once again, thank you. This is, I think, the first time that I've been interviewed, which is uh, a little odd. I'm used to being on the other side of the mic. But uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for for working out a collaboration between us. I I agree with you. I think we can do some some pretty cool things with this. And I really love your idea about a, a, a season preview whole group episode of some sort. I think we should definitely work on it. So Thanks again for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, thanks for being on. And uh, you you have a good Christmas and holiday season. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. You as well. Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, which we here at Rambling About Racing are a proud affiliate of. So if you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our sponsors tab, there at the bottom, you'll see a link to Fanatics. It'll take you right to the NASCAR page where you can get all your latest and greatest driver gear, such as T-shirts, hoodies, diecast, and much more. But it doesn't just stop. have to stop there. If you like Alabama Crimson Tide football, buy Alabama Crimson Tide football from there. If you like Washington Capitals, Washington Capitals has all their stores there as well. So head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the Sponsor tab. Link is there at the bottom for Fanatics. All purchases will help out the Unhinged Sports Network bring you better content and more content for the future. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here. Thanks again to Ethan for coming on to the show. Make sure to go listen to his podcast where he interviewed me. Should be a lot of fun to listen to. Probably some stuff you didn't know. Probably some stuff you did know. He has some really good questions. Go check those guys out on all their social media platforms. Again, that's Quick Pit Podcast for more information on those guys. Really good guys. Really good shows. 
And now we get to our final thoughts here. Um, just want to say, again, thank you for everybody for bearing with us throughout this time. I know we've been taking a few weeks hiatus and back and forth here with everything, but thanks for being with us and bearing with us. I know you know, it's not as consistent as it used to be, but with everything going on, I'm, I'm thankful for everybody's understanding on that and thoughts and prayers about everything. We're, we're doing fine. We just get, It's just a lot of moving parts here. Here in 2022, February time frame, it's going to be a lot more moving parts with my daughter on the way, but we'll have a consistent show at that point. Well, we're going to attempt to have a consistent show at that point and continue to bear with us. But we'll definitely work with the guys from Quick Pit. We'll definitely work from the guys from Blind Spotting. Looking forward to talking to them and collaborating with them more so in the future. Know this week in NASCAR because nothing goes on in NASCAR in December, oddly enough. So we're just going to go into our driver of the week. And this week's driver of the week is Formula One British racer, Graham Hill, born in London, February 15th, 1929, and died November 29th, 1975, in England as well. He was a British Formula One driver from 1958 to 1975 with teams such as Lotus, BMR, and Hill. He had 179 starts, 14 wins, 36 podiums, and two championships in 1962 and 1968. He has 13 career polls, and his first race was the 1958 Monaco Grand Prix. His last race was the 1975 Monaco Grand Prix. First win, 1962 Dutch Grand Prix, and his last win, the 1969 Monaco Grand Prix. And I'm sure you guys are like me, wondering how Hill died so young. He was involved in an automobile accident off track and uh, foggy conditions and lost control and lost his life on November 29th as due to an automobile accident. And unfortunately, that's just, you got to be careful driving, whether it's on two wheels, four wheels, or on the track and off the track. You just got to be careful driving. That's unfortunate. Graham Hill is your driver of the week this week here at Ramblin' About Racing. And folks, that is all I have for this week here at the show. And um, we're just going to go ahead and uh, send you guys off into the sunset. I'd like to thank everybody so much for tuning in to us this week here at Ramblin' About Race. And make sure to follow Ramblin' About Race on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest from the world of auto racing. Or just to keep up with us here at the show during the off season. I'd like to give a special shout out and again, thank you. To the guys from Quick Pit Podcast for having us on their show and them taking the time to be on our show. Make sure to go check them out. A lot of good stuff right there, and it's really fun to listen to. I'd like to thank our sponsors for the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, not only for us here at Rambling About Racing, but also for the Unhinged Sports Network and the Belly Up Podcast Network as well. Make sure to follow the host here at the show, myself, Matt Beamer, mbeamer22 at Twitter, and P underscore Luda for Preston on Twitter, and Chuck8384 for Charlie on Twitter. We'll have those guys back on the show here before you know it. For all those guys, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you again so much for tuning in to us this week. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.